G'day friends, welcome back. Only one round left of the women's season before the finals. And I tell you what, even though the boys' footy has now started, I'm so keen to see what happens in the finals for the AFLW. Because there's that top six, like there are, the top three are, they definitely deserve to be the top three, but any of those top six can win on any given day. It's so difficult to predict who is going to be better than who going into any game between those top teams. It's really, really exciting. And despite there being such a big difference between the teams at the top and the teams at the bottom of the AFLW, they've still like got to give themselves a pat on the back for where the game has come to because it's really, really high quality now, which is really good. So... Yeah, round eight is all done and dusted, and it was another interesting round, so let's get into it. Okay, first up, we had Carlton absolutely demolishing Gold Coast by 60 points and at the same time setting a new record for the highest ever score in an AFLW game, uh, 87 points. I believe previously it was 84, so beating that by a little bit, which is a really good effort. Um, yeah, look, we all know where Gold Coast are at. We all know where Carlton are at. This isn't a huge surprise. Gold Coast probably would have not liked to have been beaten, excuse me, by 10 goals. Um, you know, to their credit, they were still very much in the game at half time. It was pretty, it was still pretty close at half time. But then I think Gold Coast only kicked one point in the second half and Carlton piled on nine goals. So that's not great. Um, Carlton... I don't know. Let me have a quick look. I don't know if Carlton can play finals mathematically. Let's have a quick look. Um, I mean, I would say that they can. They're one game and about 20% uh, oh, behind the Kangaroos, who are in sixth place. So Carlton are in seventh. So if the Kangaroos lose next week by a good bit, I think they've got Fremantle, they do, in Melbourne though, so it's hard to see them losing by that much, and Carlton have got, so Carlton have got the Giants in Blacktown, yeah, you'd still expect Carlton to win that, they'd have to win by quite a bit, and North to lose by quite a bit for them to be able to make finals, but they've still had a really good year, Carlton, really good year, they definitely would have, their, their personal goal for them would have been to play finals, they would Expect, and I think others expected them to be one of those teams, but it's looking unlikely. Not impossible, but it's looking unlikely. Um, just quickly, Darcy Vessio has suddenly... I mean, she's always been a very good player, but she seems to have suddenly become the best forward in the competition. She's kicked five goals on the weekend. Five goals is huge. I don't, I, I don't know if that's... Um, it may have happened before. 
in an, in a women's game. If it has, it hasn't happened many times. Five goals is an enormous effort. Really, really good from her. Really good effort. Um, so yeah, well done to Carlton. They've definitely put themselves in a position to possibly play finals. They've got to win big next week and then hope that North lose big next week. So at least, you know, they've done what they need to to put themselves in a position to make to make the six. All right, next game. This is one of the most low-scoring AFLW games we've ever seen. Um, GWS getting over the line against Geelong by seven points. Geelong, one goal, three, nine. Giants, two goals, four, 16. And that was the final siren score. At the end of four quarters, they had kicked three goals, seven between them. Um... I don't want to give them a hard time, but this is a pretty ordinary game, like pretty scrappy, like high error, high turnover sort of game, just bouncing back. Like, I, I, I don't think, I think there was maybe a single behind kicked in the entire second half, like between both teams. Like, like it's hard to give them too much shit for it, but, you know, still, it's, it's these kind of games that will start to go away. In the next couple of years, they'll start to be much more better to watch, um, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, look, I, th- I thought we might get a better game out of the Giants in this instance because they're like not a bad team. Geelong, we all know where Geelong are at. They're still struggling, so fair enough. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot you can say about this game other than it was pretty ordinary. All right, next up, what was the next game? Uh, yes, St Kilda, disappointing once again. That's alright, this is just the life I'm resigned to. As a St Kilda, no, the boys are going alright. Yeah, um, yeah, Collingwood beating St Kilda by 46 points. Collingwood are pretty ruthless, right up there as one of those top three teams in the comp, I would say. Yeah, look, I I thought St Kilda seemed to have, I mean, they didn't do a full season last year but they seem to have even taken a step back they've just stopped even being competitive in some of these games which is quite disappointing um still got you know how some players who are always very consistent and reliable Patrikios, smith priest down back all very good always what always good sheila always good um i will say i don't mind poppy kelly in the ruck. I wonder if they'll stick with that in the future so that Watt can stay down back. I don't hate that setup. Um, yeah, Collingwood, uh, I think they're going to try, I think they've got a chance to finish on top if they win next week. Um, and St Kilda, now that Richmond have won a third game, St Kilda are third bottom. So they're the worst of the teams who have won games, <laughs> um, which is not great, but Hopefully the Saints can go to the draft again this year and maybe trade in some talent. I don't know, like, I think we need some bolstering in the back line. Um, I think the rest of the ground's not too bad. Maybe another key forward to sort of, well, to like, probably not actually. Maybe like another defender and then another, maybe a more mature midfielder might be the way to go. I don't know. 
because Patrikios and Smith are fantastic and they've got, you know, Dylan in there and the, these other girls, but maybe another, maybe we need our version of a Katie Brennan. Very good player from another team to come across and help these girls develop. I don't know. But yeah, a few very disappointing weeks in a row now for St Kilda, but that's all right. Um, yeah, well done Collingwood. Very ruthless. Chloe Malloy back to her best. I think she kicked a couple. So good on her. She's still absolutely flying. Her and Darcy Vessio, the two number one forwards in the game, in my opinion. All right, next game. Brisbane defeating North Melbourne by 15 points. North Melbourne's still in the top six, but they're going to have to win next week now to guarantee that Carlton doesn't steal that spot from them. So there's a lot of pressure on them for next week. Brisbane, on the other hand, are I think my tip to win the whole thing. I've changed my opinion on this a number of times throughout the season, but there is something about the way that Brisbane play. I love it. I love their forward line setup with the two big forwards, uh, Wardlaw and Davidson, and then all these smalls they've got. They've got a bunch of excellent small forwards. And the way they play, like all the top teams play kind of similar, very open, fast, run and carry, like very attractive style of football. But Brisbane do it the best. I love watching Brisbane play. They are so like just enjoyable to watch. And I don't think that's you know a coincidence that they are very watchable side, very entertaining, and they win a lot. Right? Fast. Meters gained, right? High scoring. Those three kind of go together. Makes sense. Um, very inaccurate game, this one. I think, if memory serves me, Brisbane are at times an inaccurate team. I think it is what has held them back a little bit from complete greatness. So they kicked 4-11 and North kicked 2-8. And we know that North have been inaccurate before. They had that game where they kicked eight behinds and nothing else few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it, it also speaks to the quality of the defences of these teams that, like, you know, you don't kick four goals 11 just because you can't kick straight. Usually you're under a bit of pressure while you're kicking. So um, speaks to the back lines of these two teams as well. Okay, next game. Richmond defeating West Coast by eight points. Didn't expect this to happen, I'll be honest. Richmond, now I said this about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago, I said Richmond were going to come good. Katie Brennan and this team around her, they, they were showing signs. They weren't winning, but they were showing signs. Here, here we are. They've won three out of their last four games. They're looking really, really good. They were another team who was inaccurate this week. Five goals, 12. Um, but they got the job done. West Coast have been pretty good this year. They've been all right, and... Richmond just did enough, and that's all you have to do. You just have to do enough. Uh, and it was raining quite a bit as well, which I think you know just makes it that little bit more impressive that they're able to able to win against a more experienced team. So well done. And it was their first win at Punt Road as well, so good on them for that. Um, yeah, not all I can say. West Coast, I think, may have come over to Melbourne just assuming they were going to win. May have been a bit cavalier about it. Because they're not a bad team, West Coast. Like they definitely would have expected to uh, to beat the Richmond girls. But credit to credit to Richmond, they are 
they're starting to figure out what it takes to win. Like pressure, taking ground, and that's basically it. Like, you know, fundamentals at the moment in the women's game. Keep your pressure up and move the ball on, right? Don't stuff around with it. Get it moving, right? At least in my observation, that seems to be what works the best. All right, next game. This one turned into quite a bit of a blowout in the end, which I did not expect. Adelaide defeating the Bulldogs by 56 points. Yeesh, what happened, doggies? What happened? You're supposed to be one of those teams fighting for some final success. Um, Don't think so. I think now the Bulldogs can't make finals. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, um, and Adelaide, tell you what, Adelaide is so strange. Like, they'll get, you know, pretty comprehensively beaten one week, and then they'll do this the next week. Like, Adelaide are maybe the most unpredictable team in the top eight, and for that reason, the top six, sorry, in the top six, and for that reason, they might be the most dangerous, because um, any team on any given day will not know what kind of Adelaide side they're going to be facing. Um, but the fact they're able to score so highly against such a good team is probably a little bit worrisome for the other teams in the top six. They will be another one of those teams come finals that is very hard to stop. Um, all right. Last game of the round was definitely the best. Um, Melbourne getting over the line against Fremantle by five points. This game was a cracker. So Melbourne burst away to start off with, kicked the first four goals of the game, then Freo fought back with four goals of their own to get in front before Melbourne then kicked one last goal to secure the win. This is an awesome game. And given it was over in Perth, it's not one that I would have thought Melbourne were going to win. I thought Fremantle were that next tier up of teams in that final, those finals teams. But, you know, credit to Melbourne. Credit to Daisy Pearce and her team. Daisy Pearce, by the way, is looking very good playing more of that forward role. I like her up there, kicking lots of goals. Um, yeah, really well done, Melbourne. They're, they're now setting themselves up well to maybe cause some headaches and some upsets in this upcoming upcoming <clears throat> excuse me upcoming final series. Um Fremantle, I mean look, it's not going to cost them finals or anything, but it's not the sort of game they're going to want to drop at home against a team they would consider themselves better than. Like they need to win these games. Um they can't let teams blow them away in the first half and then have to work their way back in. That's not going to work in finals against Collingwood and Brisbane and Adelaide. Like, it's not going to work. So they're going to have to stop letting that happen if they want to, you know, have any kind of chance at winning the flag this year. All right. That is all the games from round eight. Pretty good round of footy. Next week is going to be another interesting one. And then the finals. I'm actually so intrigued about what this final series is going to be like. This will be the first women's final series that I've paid very close attention to. Let's think about next week. Yeah, looking at the Bulldogs' percentage, they absolutely can't make the eight now. They can't make the top six. Fuck. Can't make the top six. So 
there's really only seven teams left who can do it. Carlton and then everyone who's currently in in the top six being North, Melbourne, Frio, Adelaide, Collingwood, Brisbane, right? Um, Fremantle have now dropped down to fourth with Adelaide having better percentage. So Melbourne, Fremantle and Adelaide are all on 24 points with Collingwood and Brisbane on 28, only having lost the one game. Kangaroos down in sixth spot on 20 points. The only team now who is at risk of dropping out. They need to win next week and they need Carlton to lose. Um, I mean, if they win, it doesn't matter. But if they lose, they also need Carlton to lose. So a bit of pressure on North next week. Most at risk for sure. Um, It's going to be a cracker. I don't know how the final series works for the women's. Um, Given it's a six-team finals layout, I don't know how they would do that. Do they do first versus sixth, second versus fifth, third versus fourth? Or do they do like, how could they do it? Is it? Do maybe the top two teams get the first week off or something? Maybe that's how it works. So say, say Brisbane and Collingwood finish top two, they get the first week off, and then you have third plays sixth, fourth plays fifth, right? And then the winner of the winners of those two games play the two teams that had the week off, and then the winner of those two games. Maybe that I would assume that's how it works. I think it's a little bit cleaner than I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I'm really excited. I'm excited that the boys' footy's back, but this is this is got me really up and about. This is going to be an awesome final series. I'm going to watch a lot more of the games than I currently do. At the moment, I just sort of catch what I can, and then I'll watch the highlights afterwards. Um, but I'm going to watch a lot of these finals games because I think they're going to be awesome. Still two weeks away, but they're going to be awesome. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, I am doing back-to-back footy round review episodes tonight. I'm about to do the boys immediately after this because we've just wrapped up round one. So if you're interested in that, jump straight from this one onto that one to get your double footy feed. That's what I'm going to be doing. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Remember to subscribe and follow and like and comment and review and all those little buzzwords. I'd really appreciate it. And I will catch you guys next time. Bye.